I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Ryan from Supercoach365 here. Uh, Starting off the episode a little bit differently today, I've just gone through my team uh, as it currently sits ahead of round one of the NRL season, getting underway. Uh, Really excited to share this one with you. A little bit nervous as well. Um, You guys are probably going to pick this apart and question certain decisions and and certain selections that I've made to this point. So feel free to do that. Feel free to leave us any feedback wherever you want to get in touch with us. Uh, We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Supercoach365. It's been fun, actually. A bit of banter coming through, uh, specifically on Twitter from the Supercoach360 guys. Uh, they asked us, what do we do in a leap year? I said, we celebrate Clinton Torpy's birthday. So shout out to Clinton Torpy, who uh, only gets to celebrate his birthday every four years, born on February 29. But this was a great episode. Uh, if you enjoy it, we kindly ask that you leave us a favorable review and a rating wherever you are listening to us, if it's even possible. Please do that. Uh, please share it with anyone who wants to listen to us, uh, anyone who you think might find this of some use or of some value would be much appreciated. Uh, But without any further ado, let's get straight into it. Rugby League is back on our screens. How good is it to have the footy back, even if it was just uh, an emerging player trial as it was dubbed in the end between the Sharks and the Dragons this weekend. But uh, a sign that the season's getting ever closer. Some big news around in the Supercoach world overnight as well. Cameron McInnes, obviously a very distressing and a heartbreaking ACL injury that all but ends his time at the Dragons. He won't play another game there. Off to the Sharks next year. And what about the timing of that? His future up in the air. Will he seek an early release? Will he be granted an early release to the Sharks? People at Cronulla are probably hopeful, thinking, geez, you know, if we can bolster our side with an Origin squad member, you know, who's to say we can't push for a top eight, top six finish this year? Suddenly he goes down, ACL, season over. It hurts. I'm going to say it hurts both clubs because I think, you know, the Sharks probably, I'm not saying it was a done deal, but they would have fancied their chances of getting McInnes across a year early. The Dragons, they would have been compensated in some way. So now some question marks over what that all looks like for both clubs and how that impacts what Brisbane are trying to offload. Uh, McCulloch, I'm pretty sure that might even be a done deal at this stage. Who comes in to fill his role at number nine? So just the merry-go-round. 
continues here in the National Rugby League, but not only uh, on-field, but also super coach implications as well. We'll have to keep our eyes well and truly fixed on that. And the McInnes news came on the back of uh, reports that Jason Tamalolo is going to play less minutes in 2021 as well. So a rough couple of days for players like myself who do stack their teams in the 2RF slot. And if anything, I think it just really makes Angus Crichton and Ryan Madison even more valuable or even more popular in draft picks. I think their stocks rise on the back of this news as well. Now, I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, does this make Tamalolo fall out of the first round of draft? And I think that's maybe a stretch too far because I know his minutes, say if he does play, I know it was floated between 25 and 30 minutes. So you'd probably average that out at, say, 27. That's 54 minutes per game. I just don't see how the Cowboys can play their best player for just 54 minutes. So I think it'll be closer to 30 minutes and 25 per half. That means he's probably up around 58 to 60 minutes still. And uh, if I just bring up his stats here of seasons gone by, last year, 2020, he only averaged 61 minutes, 2019, 64. So uh, the year before that, 64 as well, 2018, it's 2017, 63. So he's always hovered around that 60-minute mark. So I don't know, it's a bit of a wait and see. I'm still happy to include Tamalolo in my team for round one, but I'm definitely going to watch on. It's almost playing with a bit of a free hit early on. Um, happy to trade him out after two weeks or two or three weeks after, uh, well, if his minutes are significantly reduced beyond what we've seen in recent years. That said, let's get into our full team reveal this morning. This is our, well, I guess our first official incarnation of our team. I know we've had probably, well, I've had personally uh, five or six different versions um, skewing around different positions, aligning and assigning different values of money in different slots, you know, as I thought uh, my team needed it, but um, should we start at the top or the back? I think I'm going to start at the back. Actually, before I get into this, uh, again, a couple of questions have been coming in about you know how do we set up our team or what do we look for in our team? I guess it really depends on how you want to play the game. Some players will be tuned into Supercoach seven days a week, um, you know, thinking about what's coming up next. Some players will pick their team on a Tuesday and not look at it till Thursday. So. I'm massively of the belief that you pick your team the way you want to pick your team. We, you know, we can give you advice, and you can get advice from other people at other sources uh, of what they think. But at the end of the day, this is your team, right? So, you know, you have to back your gut. And I'd hate to be the person uh, that talks you out of backing uh, what you think or, or swaying you against what you believe. So, yeah, I will just start off that, or start off this by saying that. Uh, you know, it's important that you play the game that you want to play it because at the end of the day, it's your team. You play it the way that you think is best to be played. That said, uh, the way I'm playing to start round one, do you pick the best player in the game in your team? Sounds silly, but no, I can't I can't have James Tedesco in my fullback slot. Pretty popular two picks here, I think, that a lot of people will be playing with this combination uh, at fullback come round one. Tommy Trevojevic, uh, I've got him on the field. Now, I haven't really thought too much about captaincy choices as my emails are going off this morning. Uh, I haven't thought too much about captaincy choices there for round one, but he's there. The Storms fixture, first up, I don't think I'll be putting the VC on Pappenhausen. So at this stage, he's on my bench. Travojevic, uh, yeah, he's there on the field. I don't think I'll be captaining Tommy against the Roosters either. But that's the way I've set it up uh, so far. Again, that's subject to change come teamless time or injuries uh, in trial matches between now and the start of the season. I might change my team another five or six times before the start of the season. But thought it was important to get this out today because... I guess a lot of people want to know what uh, what we look for in our team and how we set our team up and what we uh, you know what we bias. Everyone has their bias. Some players like to stack their front row forwards with 
high-scoring front rowers, you know, expensive prices or, um, you know, go lighter on in the halves and spend money up front. Uh, but this is the way we're going. One thing I have said to a lot of people who have asked is, I guess a rule of thumb that we, or that I generally try to operate by to start the season is to try not to spend too much in the center wing slot uh, and, you know, aim it around, say, 10 to 15% of your overall salary cap on your starting four CTW options. So you do the math, that equates to about anywhere between uh, $960,000 to $1.4 million. And I know there's a bit of a, that's a pretty big gap when you think of it like that. But, you know, generally, that's just a rule of thumb that, that I try to operate by is to try not to spend too much money in those four positions because I guess players that you would think that would be the very best center wing options, uh, Josh Adokar, Makasivo, Kyle Felt, uh, Alex Johnson, players who score very well in real life, you know, consistent try scorers. They're not necessarily the best options here in Supercoach, uh, purely because you want, you know, you want to try and get the players in here that can either jag a try or two, but also do some of the dirty work in the in the backfield and, and rack up some base points. So, I've gone with players like Charlie Staines, a very popular pick, two hundred ninety-seven thousand. Jason Saab, a new arrival at Manly from the Dragons, two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars. Jake Avarillo, I've got in here at this point. Interesting to see uh, if he starts a year at 5'8", which we expect he will. So again, it's kind of, you look for these things, um, I guess little edges that you can get over the game. So Jake Avarillo for mine, a 5'8", playing the center wing slot, he's going to have more touches than what the average center or winger would have. He's going to compile more creative stats than what the average center winger player would have. You often see this go the other way where, uh, you know, use an example from last year, Isaiah Yo, a second row player uh, or a 2RF option, you know, playing either on an edge or in the middle for Panthers uh, in the NRL, playing him in the center wing slot on Supercoach. You kind of look for these advantages in the game. Another one which sticks out for mine, uh, Ben Hunt last year spending the majority of his time at the Dragons uh, playing as a number nine, getting a lot of points uh, in, in that position through tackles. Um, but you know, running him in a halfback slot, things like that. So if you can find those edges in the game, I think that's very important to do. That's where we've gone as well with Valentine Holmes. I've picked Valentine Holmes, $509,000. Pretty expensive, and I know this kind of goes against uh, what I'm saying in terms of looking for cheaper options in these slots, but Val Holmes will be playing fullback, will be kicking goals for the Cowboys, so he's going to rack up a lot more points than what he would um, is if he was playing on the wing or... Uh, we're hoping he starts the year at fullback anyway. So we've got him in the team for this point, Valentine Holmes. I think he's second year back in the NRL. If he can rediscover uh, some of that form that he showed in 2018 at the Sharks, that real breakout year before he went to the NFL, I think he's a great option to run here at the CTW slot. Essentially gives you three gun fullbacks in your team. Um, not quite on the level of uh, James Tedesco is Valentine Holmes, but very capable of producing Tedesco-like scores on his day. On my bench in those kind of non-playing reserve type roles, I've gone with Tessie New from the Broncos, Dane Laurie, new arrival at the West Tigers, and Hayes Dunster from Parramatta, $173,000. I don't know if he gets a game to start the year, but I think he's too good of a talent not to find his way into this Eels lineup, especially with that bigger mission in creative talent and speed and spark of Michael Jennings, who of course had his own troubles to end 2020. Let's go up into the halves. Uh, pretty popular pick here at number seven, Nathan Cleary. Uh, currently my captain option for round one, but as I kind of said, haven't really drilled down into all of that, but looks a favorable matchup round one against the Cowboys at Penrith. Popular pick, as we say. I think he was up around, oh, geez, we put up a post the other day on our Instagram. Let me just uh, quickly scroll back here. 47% uh, 
um, ownership at the time of uh, that post, probably going to hover around that 50% or uh, that, that sort of mark before a ball is kicked. Cameron Munster, my 5'8", I've gone with Cam. I think, uh, you know, the loss of Cameron Smith out of dummy half makes Munster an even better player, better super coach player at least. I think he's going to have to take on more onus in their attack. Rumours around that uh, he might be kicking goals. It's he or Pappenhausen for mine, uh, both of them in my lineup here, so couldn't really care uh, which way that one goes. From a classic perspective, from a draft, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. On the bench, Sam Walker at this stage, uh, news over the weekend that uh, Lachlan Lamb has won the race to get the number seven jersey. I think that was pretty well expected. Uh, you know, a bit harsh for Robinson to throw the 18-year-old to the Wolves in round one uh, in the form of Sam Walker. Now, number six, reserve slot. I've gone with Tex Hoy, a massive rap on Tex Hoy, one of those superstars coming through the junior rep system. It was either Hoy or Moylan in this position for me. I uh, went with Hoy purely on the fact of his fixture in the first six weeks. We've spoken about it at length uh, on the Supercoach 365 podcast of just how tantalizing that fixture is as well. And I think he's a chance to kick goals as well, Tex Hoy. You can do it all this young kid. Uh, obviously, Ponga out. He feels that void. Ponga, the regular goal kicker. So keep an eye on that. Tex Hoy, last time we checked, he was around the 10% ownership mark. Matt Moylan, 31%. So immediately playing with a bit of a pod sort of uh, vibe there. 10% ownership generally. Um, classes a player as a pod, or 10% or less, that is. Uh, moving up into our back row, uh, the big three, really, in this position, uh, specifically now that um, Cam McInnes has gone down, no questions there uh, as to who the premier options are in this slot. Angus Crichton, massive year for Angus coming up. He looks just the fittest he's ever been. He's coming into that age where forwards generally come into their own. He is uh, going to have to stand up and be a leader in this Roosters team. They're going to look to him for inspiration. He's, I think he's going to take more carries, uh, more creative points as well, and more scoring points, I think, coming up for Angus Crichton this year. Only scored four tries from memory last season. He's a better player than that, and I think he's going to have to be a better player than that this year for the Roosters uh, in that lineup, which is obviously going to miss Boyd Cordner and Mitchell Orbison on their edges. Ryan Madison, another guy who kind of picks himself in this 2RF slot, just a massive base. Uh, gets through his work, can score a try as well, playing outside Mitchell Moses, it really helps him. Uh, and Jason Tamalolo, I've got him in there for the moment, haven't really had time to, uh, I guess, uh, process in full what uh, the minutes and, and the spoken of reduced minutes mean. We haven't seen it yet. So I guess until I kind of see it that he's playing 50 minutes or 55 minutes a game, a part of me just wants to trust that um, Todd Payton will just back his man in and the Cowboys team, which other than really Tamalolo, Holmes and Morgan, uh, Drinkwater's coming along as well. But outside of that kind of core group, Robson, again, you can probably throw him into the mix as super coach relevant. But I, I just think that they, they need their best player. They need their $1 million man on the field for more than 55 minutes a game. So happy to stick with Tamalolo for now, but easy to downgrade at that price to other options uh, closer to the season, should I feel that way, or after we've watched a trial or two and we get a vibe about um, the sort of style that they're going to use Tamalolo in this year at the Cowboys. On the bench, I've gone with Andrew Davey. Uh, a good chance to play 80 minutes or at least upwards of 60, 65 minutes a game. So at that price of $336,000, I think there's money to be made there. Uh, I think Kieran Foran will start the year on the left side at 5'8". We saw his combination last year with Raymond Faye-Taylor Mariner, uh, his back row at Canterbury, uh, how impressive they were linking together. So if Davey can get on the end of that, I think that price from $336,000, it's only going one way, and that's the way that Supercoach players want it to go.
Further down the list, I've got Ben Murdoch Masilla from the Warriors. Dual position eligible, $330,000. Only owned by 15% of the competition at this point. Uh, a month out from round one, I think that those numbers, or that number, is certainly set to rise. I think you can really find a home in this Warriors team. Uh, much like their left edge back row last year where they lent on uh, Katoa to score tries, I think they're going to hit Murdoch Masilla. If he is playing on an edge, we'll have to wait and see. Um, a couple of question marks. But either way, I'm happy to include him in the team for round one at the price, at the indicated minutes, which we think he'll play. And I really like the uh, the way that Nick Arima and Harris Tavita finished last year. Creative, uh, full of confidence. So I think the players around them and immediately to their lefts and rights are set to benefit. And Ben Murdoch Masilla looks one of those very likely of uh, being included on that list. Up front, now this is... Um, this might take a little bit of people by surprise. I actually hinted at this in our um, top four of 2020 season preview podcast when we went through the Panthers. Front row, I've gone with Moses Leota. I think this is really going to be a massive year for Moses. $350,000 or you know, close enough to, owned by just 3%. Now, he's not, he's not a name that leaps off the page uh, when you think super coach players, Moses Leota. Nah, but that's not what, I, that's not what my team's about particularly up front in the front row forward slot. I just want players that'll get 50-55, and I think he's very capable of doing that this year. Panthers lose James Tarmow to the West Tigers, and he was a real shining light in that Panthers outfit last year. Um, So he's gone. His minutes will need to be replaced by someone, and I think that someone is Moses Leota. Went very close to making a Blues debut at the end of last year, so... Um, just looking here, Tarmow averaged 54 points per game in 43 minutes. I think if Leota can get around those numbers, um, you know, I'm more than happy with that for a player at that price. I think that price will skyrocket as well. Mentioned on that podcast, uh, the Panthers season preview podcast, uh, and, and also in our uh, preview article at supercoach365.com.au, mentioned that the last five times that Moses Leota has worn jerseys, uh, 8, 10 or 13, just how impressive he's been. And again, I will preface this with a little bit of an asterisk and saying that uh, we couldn't or we didn't drill down far enough to see that if any of those um, times that he wore those jerseys, he did actually come off the bench. He's one of those players that can wear 15 and often start or wear 8 and come off the bench or whatever it may be. But the last five times that he's worn a starting number, as I just bring it up here, uh, his, his scores have returned or his return scores of 49, 54, 78, 54, and 46. Uh, that totals 281 and an average of 56.2. So that's that's all I want from Moses this year. Once he gets to a, a price or his break-even gets to a number which his minutes no more or no longer allow, I'm happy to sell him, trade him up for one of those premier options or um, you know, someone that's that's performing better or scoring more than what Moses is. But to start the year, I'm more than happy to make some some dollars off big Moses out there at Penrith. Another player that's uh, pretty cheaply priced given his form last year is Matt Lodge from the Brisbane Broncos, $299,000. At 9% ownership, again, he's really one of those pod players. So kind of running with the bulls here up front, aren't I? Um, playing or picking those players that, uh, that aren't owned by a lot of players. But I've spent money elsewhere, particularly in the halves and at fullback and in the hooker slots. So Lodge in my number eight or number 10, my run on team, I've got him there. Um, We had a very good 2019 season from memory, so that was enough for mine. Obviously coming back off an ACL last year, he wasn't great, but he averaged 63 in 2019 in 57 minutes. So a bit of a wait and see in terms of team lists and how 
The Broncos use their front row rotation or their middle rotation, given Payne Haas' absence to start the year. So all of those factors considered, I like Lodge. Um, obviously, again, a lot of this will come down to team lists. He's a cheaper price, so um, there could be some real massive movement in my team up front if Lodge is named on the bench. But a real enforcer. He was touted as being a captain only 12 months ago. So at that price for someone who I think is going to start, I mean, he's been a regular starter throughout his career, um, especially at the Broncos in that 2019 season, as we say. He's just... He just looks uh, a fair enough pickup at $299,000. Happy to play with him. On the bench, I've gone for Ryan James, $236,000. Again, not really sure how Ryan James fits into this forward rotation. Uh, looks either he or Dynamis Louie will have to miss out or, or get less minutes. One of those guys is going to have to start on the bench because Josh Papali, you'd think, would start up front. But Ryan James, you cast our mind back before he suffered those two nasty ACL injuries. He averaged 63 uh, at the Titans in 2018 and 60 in 2017. 2018, he played, well, he averaged 74 minutes, so he won't be doing that at the Raiders. 2017, he averaged uh, closer to 60 minutes, 63 in fact, so he nearly churned out a point a minute. I don't know. I don't know. The more I look at this, the more I think it's probably not the greatest pick, and Spencer Leniel at the Panthers might be a better pick, but uh, I don't know. Stuck with Ryan James because I've seen it before, consistent enough. Um, got him in there for now, but again, a pick that I'm not overly happy about at this stage. And my other non-playing front row forward uh, in that second, I guess, bench spot is Stefano Yotokamano from the West Tigers. Question marks over his minutes, but $186,000. Unless I can see some other player emerging in that front row forward slot um, at a cheap enough price, then I'm happy to run with Stefano to start the year. Fuck, wasn't he annoying at the back end of last year, Stefano? Like, he just ruined so many loophole options. He'd come on and play two or three minutes and score three or four points and just, yeah, completely throw those plans out the window. Rightio, up front to the hookers. And, geez, I've tossed and turned. Do you, do you run with Cook? Do you run with Grant? Up until recently, McInnes might have been a consideration as well. Drumroll, please. I've gone with Damien Cook, $621,000. Up until this morning, actually, I had Harry Grant in this lineup. I've swapped out a Harry for Damien uh, $621,000, as we say. So they're both around that same price levels. And for mine, when you're playing at that price, upwards of $600,000, you, you need to know what you're going to get back from your dollars invested. So for mine, the question mark over how many minutes Harry Grant plays, I mean, you think he plays 80, but how does Brendan Smith come on? There's, there's you know, too many question marks. Uh, so until I maybe see a round or two... Um, going to stay away from Harry Grant purely on that. Had a look at the fixtures as well for the first month. They actually play each other in round one, so a bit of a um, null and void point that one. But round two, uh, Rabbitohs go to Brookvale. Historically, I think they've performed okay. They're the Rabbitohs against Manly. Uh, Melbourne away to Parramatta Thursday night at Bankwest Stadium. Again, slippery conditions. Eels defense is pretty good, I think. I thought it was pretty good to start the year last year at least. Round three, Storm go to Penrith to play uh, the Panthers, tough fixture. Uh, Rabbitohs at home to the Roosters. Again, kind of a toughie for the Rabbitohs there. Round four, this is where the players might start to come into their own. Um, Rabbitohs away, albeit at ANZ Stadium, a home, uh, their home ground against the Bulldogs. And the Storm at home to the Broncos. So that first month, you'd have to say that their fixtures or their difficulty of fixtures 
It's fairly well even, slightly maybe in favour of Damian Cook. So I've gone with Cook, $621,000 premium price. You want to be averaging 70 points at least. And South Sydney tipped by a lot of people to do a lot of good things this year. So Cook will be integral in all of that as well. Perhaps the, the biggest question mark over my team at this point from an outsider looking in would be looking at my reserve hooker slot. A lot of people, a lot of teams that I've seen have uh, generally had uh, Connor Watson or Jacob Little backing up Cook or Grant, but I've gone with Jaden Braley from the Newcastle Knights. I really like what he can do uh, in this sort of backup hooker role. And you've got to think long-term as well. Like Eventually, you want to get rid of Braley and get in two guns and have both Cook and Grant, so you don't have to make that choice. But to get to that point, you have to have scored well. I don't think Little's going to score well. I think the Tigers are going to struggle. I'm tipping them for the spoon. Not one try assist in 40-plus NRL games from a hooker. I just couldn't I just couldn't have it. $247,000. Yes, the price is cheap, but is he going to grow it enough to get to a point where then you can get in your two guns? I don't know. Braley, I think he's got that potential. His super coach scores have gone up year on year since 2018. Uh, averaged 80 minutes per game in 2020, albeit only a couple before he tore his ACL, but uh, 67 minutes per game in 2019. Uh, and that was up from 51 in 2018. So consistently just building upon his minutes year in, year out. And Braley, at that price, uh, I, I think he has more upside and more ability to down the track get me to two guns than what Jacob Little does. Connor Watson as well, he's thereabouts, but his role is very similar to what Kurt Manns could be in this lineup. I know Watson's been training at 13. I've read it a thousand times. Believe it when I see it if he plays 80 minutes there again. But I kind of want to get from a Braley to, uh, you know, eventually uh, Cook or Grant combined. I might have to upscale Braley to a Radley or to a Tavanga or to someone else who can fill that backup hooker role and score well and eventually get to a point where I can have two guns. So for mine, Jaden Braley in that backup hooker spot isn't the worst shout to start uh, the 2021 season. As I look at this team, there's probably a few things which I sit back and I'm critiquing. The front row is obviously... Um, I guess the main area of concern gone two relatively cheap priced options there and not too much room for growth on the bench but hoping that other positions that I've stacked i.e. the back row my halves having uh, Cleary and Munster but also backing up with players like Tex Hoy who I think can make a bit of coin there that's why he's in my team at least and going cheaper in the center wing slots in terms of uh, Charlie Staines and Saab uh, players like Tessie New, Dan Laurie, non-playing reserves, they're there to just make a bit of money. Uh, whether or not they ever get a run in my team, I'll have to wait and see how they're actually performing. But um, I think I'm pretty confident in the money-making abilities elsewhere outside of the front row. I can hear the questions already. Uh, why were we so vocal on Chad Townsend if we haven't included him or if I haven't included him in my backup hooker, uh, backup halfback role? Simply at the price. I mean, as I say, every team has their own bias. Mine tends to skew towards... The gun back rowers, uh, 80 minutes, those sort of set and forget type players. Traditionally, that's the way that I've liked to play the game. And I think it's a pretty successful way to play the game, really. These are the guys that can just churn out 80 points a game without too much fuss. So immediately, even if they're averaging, say, 75 to 80 points a game, there's close to 250 points per week purely out of three players in a pretty safe position where uh, if they score a try, they're eligible or capable of it, upwards of 100. Some people's bias might skew towards... Uh, two halves or two five eights. I'm not going to play Sam Walker anyway. So, 
Yes, it's a little bit concerning that the indication is he's, he's probably unlikely to get a game, but even at times in the Premiership year, we saw players like Sean O'Sullivan come in for a couple of games, or last year, Lockie Lamb in place of Kyle Flanagan. Luke Keery's got a, a history with concussions, so we obviously don't wish that upon him, but he's one of those players that can get knocked around a bit because he does throw himself at the line, um, taking the ball to the line for his outside men. Luke Keery, that is, I speak of. So... Sam Walker, maybe he, he might even be behind Adam Kieran in the pecking order. Not too sure. Even Drew Hutchinson might be in front of him. So he's purely there because he's a cheaper price for mine. And I'm not really going to run him. If I'm playing reserves off my bench, I'm looking towards either a gun fullback, two other second rowers, or a hooker, or a, or a second rower, a front rower, and a hooker. I'm not generally, the way I play the game at least to this point, I'm not running my reserve on a halfback hoping that he sets up a try or hoping that he makes 25 tackles to get some base points because for mine that just isn't the smart way of going about it. The centre wing options again, uh, just scrolling back through, Valentine Holmes, Jake Avarillo, Charlie Staines, Jason Saab, not the most um, prominent names in the game at this point but Staines uh, on that uh, right side of the field, he's debuted there, scored four tries. We're not expecting that every week from Charlie Staines but in a successful team you'd think he can score upwards of... 12 to 15 tries this season. If he's doing that, he's doing a great job for super coach players. Valentine Holmes, I expect him to go better this year than he did last year. We've already spoken about this, but uh, this is the way that I've set my team up to start the year. One player that I wish I could fit in that I just can't at this point. Uh, if I could if I could slot in, well, outside of James Tedesco, the obvious, but maybe one left of centre would be Siwa Takiyaha from the Sydney Roosters. I had him in this team um, the very first time I picked it. I actually had uh, Tino and Takiyaha up front. I think he's set for a massive year, real forward leader. Um, and if he assumes the goal kicking, then, geez, his, his uh, average could return anything upwards of 70 points per game. So looks like an obvious one for mine, which you'd which I'd love to get into this team, but just can't for other reasons. If I am to downtrade a Tamalolo most likely out of my 2RF, then I could get in Takiyaha as well or Tino. Tino, I don't know. He's very popular. And as I said, I had him first time around. Maybe you just think because he's going to get more minutes that he's going to score more points, but not necessarily uh, correct in every instance. He was a uh, pretty regular try scorer for Melbourne last year as well. And his combination with Cameron Smith, well, it might return at the Gold Coast. We don't know. We wait and see. But um, he just, on paper at least, doesn't have that immediate uh, connection with his number nine for now at least. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So Tino is a no for me for round one. Takiahau, I wish I could get him in, but I can't. Um, elsewhere, I'm pretty happy with this team, as I said. A um, couple of question marks over my selections. Happy to hear your feedback here, but that's the way I'm setting up. In short, I will just recap by saying this. Play your team the way that you want to play it. You can listen to us. Or you can listen to me or other people, as we say. But um, at the end of the day, I really just want you guys to kind of play your team your way because it's your game. And that's um, the way that you're going to have the most fun out of it, I think. Um, all in all, pretty happy with this team. Let us know what you think. Uh, get in touch with us at our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, wherever you can find us. As we say, we're going to drop these podcasts in the lead up to the season where we uh, run the eye over our team and make any changes known pretty regularly, maybe once a week or once every two weeks after we see some trial form or there's injuries or anything like that comes about. But uh, yeah, so stay tuned to all of that. Of course, more trials coming up next week. We're actually uh, working on getting a guest, a pretty prominent name in the broadcasting space. Hopefully uh, we can get him on uh, for a chat in the lead up to the season proper. Uh, And coming up at supercoach365.com.au in the coming days and weeks, 
Uh, we're going to break down the positions even more um, while we're picking players in certain positions, who you can pick, who you might want to think of picking uh, if Tommy Turbo does go down again or Nathan Cleary isn't playing as well as he did last year or Tamalolo's minutes have dropped to half an hour. He's just eating popcorn on the sideline. Who knows? All of that, so much more. Get in touch with us. DM us. Tell us what you want to hear from us next. Uh, Any specific or any particular podcast series that you'd love to hear in the lead up to round one. You know where to get us. It's at Supercoach365. Until next time, it's goodbye for now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.